You're listening to Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And law. <laughs> and people who claim to be it. Yes, whether or not they actually are. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Uh, welcome to the second to last episode. The penultimate. Penultimate episode of Super Action Bros. Oh, that means that the previous one was the anti-penultimate episode, that's, but we didn't say that on the true. show. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about a movie here, uh, called, uh, Judge Dredd. Uh, you may have heard of it from 1995. No, no, no. Not the one we watched earlier on the show. Not if you want to hear us, if you hear us talk about a, a, what a good Judge Dredd movie could be, go watch, go listen to that Dredd episode or go watch the movie Dredd while yeah. you're at it. Go do that. Um, but if you don't want to hear us talk about that, listen to this one. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sylvester Stallone as uh, Judge Dredd. Before we get into that, uh, you can uh, still reach out to us uh, if you'd like to. We have one more episode left, so if you'd like to send some 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 flowers to the funeral, <laughs> please Dark. please do so. No, we have other stuff coming up. Yes, yeah, there there fan, will fans be of this sh- fans of this show. Uh, there will stay be stay tuned. There, there will be things that are connection. similar that are coming that yeah. uh, we may be involved, and in. we'll see. Um, so, uh, if you go to a step in things, network.com, click on super action bros. Uh, you can, uh, listen to all of our old episodes. Actually, no, you can't anymore because we've moved hosts. Yep. So those things no longer work. Um, we moved hosts to our new host anchor.fm. Uh, where you'll be able to find all of our old episodes. They won't be disappearing from the web just because the show is, is, is ceasing. Uh, they'll all still be there available for you. Uh, but you can, uh, listen to those on anchor FM, uh, or on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google play. They're all still available. Should all still be available there and working yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach out to us uh, via social media, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, uh, all of that there. Uh, you can also uh, e- reach out to us individually. For me, Ian, you can find me at, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Uh, for me, I'm on the internet, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us. There's a contact us button on the website. Fill that, Click that, fill out the form, and shoot us an email. We'll read it here on our last on our last show. It's coming up sad. <sighs> Ryan and I are still gonna watch movies together. That's true. In fact, I I recently I watched a non-action movie. Actually, no, no, it did have some explosions. What? Was we'll there a car chase? The, we'll talk about this at the end. I of don't the think show. there was a car Pointing chase. To talk I don't end. think there was a car chase, but okay. I, there were explosions for sure. Hmm. There was some fast car driving at oh. one point, but I wouldn't say it was a chase. Hmm. Um, so uh, all that's at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So Ryan, saying the last episode, and here we are. Judge Judge Dread. It's rated R. It's rated R. Why? Uh, for violence? I guess. It's not even I like guess. this movie would be rated PG-13 as it stands oh, right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised you said it was rated R. <laughs> I didn't know. It was like a big deal that it was rated R too because this was. Oh, man. This Can was. You imagine, okay. Put yourself in this time period. Yeah. 1995. 1995. The, the closest we've had to a dark comic book based movie is is Batman Returns. Yeah. Well, Batman and Batman Returns yeah. were the darkest at this point. Which they were kind of At the time, yeah. comparatively to Can't Be Batman, that was darker. Yeah. I remember watching those as a kid being like, this is dark. Yeah. And then I watched Christopher Nolan. I'm like, oh, this is just gritty realism. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there's a man with clown makeup Batman running around. Um, but the, the, so the originally they had been wanting to, so this movie is based on a, a comic book, a long running comic book series uh, out on 2000 AD in the UK mm-hmm. uh, called obviously Judge Dredd. Uh, and I guess there there were talks and there was financing in place to make a Judge Dredd movie for a long time for for since the mid eighties. Mm, okay. Uh, but then RoboCop came out. Oh. And they're all well. It's too close. Yeah, it's it's uh it's basically the same thing, 
Except this time he's not a robot, he's a clone. Uh, uh-huh. Spoilers. Um, is so that, is, that's not comic canon. I think it, it, it was at one point. Oh, boy. Which explains his unwavering, you know, Man, man, mania for there's subtle clues the in the movie that let you know that maybe there's some sort of weirdness going on. There's this, one thing that gives it away pretty quickly in the movie that you're like, that's weird. Why are they doing this choice? Oh, we'll talk about all it. All right. Um, but so it's it, it just something that you're like, okay, they have to have done this for a reason. Oh, you, gotcha. When you see it, you're yeah, like, no, this movie that this is, a, you, you don't know that specifically spoilers that he's a clone, but you're like, that's a giveaway, and that looks weird. Yeah, that's Why do they do? And you know what Why I'm talking. I think you know so what I'm skinny. talking about. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, his legs are really skinny. They are. Though. His whole body and is. He's wearing tights skinny. basically the whole yeah. time. Uh huh. Just Lula, uh, Lula all all the way oh up now. Um, oh so the movie's rated R, but it's it's clearly it's clearly one of those movies that um, suffered because of studio interference. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because there was kind of two parties on this movie. One of them was the director, Danny Cannon, uh-huh. um, who is British, grew up with um, with the Judge Dredd comics and wanted to make an all-out, violent, over-the-top, super dark action movie. That's what Judge Dredd should have been, baby. But what uh, did we get? <laughs> but, but Sylvester Stallone and the producers of the movie wanted a PG-13 movie with comedic elements, a sci-fi action comedy. So they didn't want Judge Dredd. They they wanted their version of Judge Dredd, but that's not Judge Dredd. All right, so let's talk about the people who made this movie. So the director it's of this movie—it's not like Batman. There are many variations of Batman. Sure, there's, there's one, one Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. <laughs> yeah. Um. So directed by Danny Cannon, um. Who besides this movie, he has directed a lot of other things. He was also the producer on CSI for a long time. All right. Uh, the producer. Speaking of comic book movies that are that are dark and comic book things, yes. he's the producer on Gotham. Oh, oh boy! I I know you were watching that show. I wa- no, I wa- no, no, no. I watched two episodes and oh, I went, can't okay. do this. This is dumb. Right. This is lazy. Don't like it. Um, but I know maybe people it's gotten who, better. I know somebody who does like it. I know a couple people who like it, and I'm just like, maybe it got better. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have no. time. Uh, he also directed. I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> oh, great! The sequel. Um, and and Judge Judd is really his biggest movie, though. Uh, the movie Young Americans, the Young Americans with Harvey Keitel. Uh, is the movie that really put him on the map. Oh, okay. Um, he directed some music videos as well. But right. but he mostly does TV work now um, after Judge Dredd. Uh, the writers on this movie, uh, besides the creators of the character Judge Dredd, John Wagner and Carlos Ezquerra, um, there's a whole bunch of writers. It's uh, William Wisher, story and screenplay, Michael DeLuca, story, and Steven D'Souza, screenplay. I mean, on paper, you have the guy who wrote The Terminator and Terminator 2 yeah. doing this. So on paper, it, it oh, seems like it seems like a good idea. seems like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but but I and you also have you also have the screenplay writer of Die Hard yeah. and of 48 Hours and of Commando yep. and of Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Well, that um, was later. We can't yeah. fault him no, for that's that yet. True. He hadn't done that yet. So it's it was kind of a there was hopes, but again, uh pre production writer and director, they wanted a dark, gritty, extremely violent, oh, R rated. God, Ryan, movie. he wrote more than just that. Yeah. What else? He wrote, he wrote Street Fighter. Yes. And the Flintstones. Perfect. This guy wrote so many nineties flops. It sounds like he was a nineties script doctor. It sounds he like he created Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs was actually a comic book before it was a, a TV show. I mean, he created the TV. Well, it's, he says it says creator. 
So maybe know. he created the book. Maybe he's the writer maybe of the he book. He did. It sounds like a. He, he also like a wrote. He also actor. well, he wrote Die Hard and Die Hard. It's based on a book, but yeah. And oh god, he did the Hudson Hawk too. Is this William Wisher? Uh, no, this is Stephen. Uh, uh, Stephen D'Souza. D'Souza. Yeah, I think that I think that he's a script doctor. Yeah, I, based, I on his, right. uh, based on his. Based on his. Based on his. All these career. movies that were bad, we're like, mm, I'm gonna make sure they're real bad. <laughs> I actually really liked the Flintstones movie as a kid. Oh. It, I was the perfect demographic for that. Oh yeah, it was such a weird situation. Oh man, oh, the he one, wrote the K nine thousand. The one thing that gave the world is the B fifty twos cover of That's the Flintstones, true. which was. If you ever wanted to hear Fred Schneider say, "Let's ride." With the fan down the street. <laughs> I do a pretty decent French diner. Uh, <laughs> He's great. All right. It's easy. You could you could have him do any yeah. song. All he has to do is just speak what the lyrics yeah, are. Like any any song. That like shout speaking. Oh man. Can we talk to towards the end about the soundtrack yes. oh, of this absolutely. movie? We're gonna get because there. oh boy. Because they yeah. got some people you're like, really? These guys? Yeah, the, like, the soundtrack's on the internet. I, I downloaded it onto my phone. Man. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the people who are in this movie. Okay. Because besides the obvious one, there's a surprising amount of star power in this movie. Yeah, but they were stars at the time. Yeah, it was some future star power. But So obviously we have Sylvester Stallone as Judge, as Judge Dredd. Dredd. So he, he, was, he was the... They wanted Sylvester Stallone. Other than his quippy catchphrases, when he's got the helmet on, when he first shows up in this movie, I'm like, okay, I buy it. Yeah. And then he says his catchphrase. I am the law. Nope, not no. that one. That one's the that one's Judge Dredd's catchphrase. I'm talking about Sylvester Stallone's oh. catchphrase. How do you plead? Oh yeah. And then you would say guilty, not guilty. I thought you'd say that. Oh, he yeah. says that a thousand times in this I movie. I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that. Oh my god. And then he proceeds to kill the person. Well, yeah, he he is the law. Oh yeah. boy, I know. Uh, so besides that, we have Armand. Did you catch that moment? <laughs> yeah, it was so oh, good. Man. Speaking of speaking of him, let's talk uh, about Armand Asante, who they're like, look, we want you to be okay. like be the evil version of of uh, Judge Dredd. Well, it's really the evil version of Sylvester Stallone, and just where Sylvester Stallone doesn't chew the scenery very much you know, in this movie, we're just going to give you as much gummy scenery as maybe, possible maybe, and just get your boy, teeth all over boy, it. Boy, does he ever! But not only that, but you're writing a comic, right? Yeah. Judge Dredd. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. What's his arch nemesis's name? Is it like Death? <laughs> or Well, yeah, they didn't judge Dre- Death. There's so many options. Well, I mean, there is Judge with. Death, which is a thing, but yeah, I'm saying like when you're cuz this, I don't know, was this character from the comics? I think so. Okay. So this is a problem further back. I'm I'm looking at you comic book writers. If you made this character up, that's like saying like <laughs> First of all, okay, his character's name is Rico. Yep. Rico. Hey, it's Rico. Rico. Hey, it's jo- Judge Rico Suave. No, that's like being like, oh, Batman's Batman's villains, his biggest villain's named Jeff. It's just some guy. His name's Jeff. Batman and Jeff. Yeah, no, but he's it's Are Rico. Are you sure the Joker's pretty pretty good name? Nah, we're going with Jeff. It's Rico Dread. He is a canonical oh, character. Oh, his brother. Okay, because now cause, that makes sense. They're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. Okay, you did not. Did you not? Catch Sorry, that? comic book. Well, no, I caught that in the movie. They were clone brothers. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't say in the movie they were brothers. They said they were best friends. Oh, well, they were. Both. So sorry, comic book guys, you're off the hook. Because if his name is also Dread, is his last name, and they're yeah. brothers, you're off the hook. Movie guys, why, why? Yeah. Rico. Rico. Because they called him Judge Rico. They should have been like, oh, his last name is also Dread. He's Re-, and that would have been like, okay, it's stupid. But like, no, they had to be like, no, they're friends. 
Yeah. Because his character's name is literally just Rico. He doesn't even have a last name. Nope. Just Rico. Oh, boy. Uh, so. Oh, no. The next up it's is. It's not his fault. I it's, just think. It's, look. I, I'm not a huge fan of this dude. I am not at all a fan of, of but, Rob Schneider. I'm not a huge fan of this dude. But. But this movie isn't his fault. No, this movie isn't his fault. And honestly, I will say in most things, he at least tries. Sure. Not saying he's good at trying. But poor Rob Schneider in this yeah. movie. They They're, they clearly when Rob Schneider like, is, oh. the, is the every man you're supposed to connect with <laughs> in this world. That's a problem. But you can tell there's so much tension because it's like they just sort of forget about him for a big chunk of the movie. Oh, they do. Um, but he's he's the comic relief. He's the scrappy comic relief. Uh, and he's awful. Um, so we have Jurgen Porch Proch now. Porch Proch now. He's uh he's in Das Boot. He's um Judge Griffin. Uh and they don't even get any of the good judges. No, they don't. They don't get any of them. We don't get Anderson. Um Max von Sydow is in this movie. Okay, there we go. There's there's the some actor talent. of the seventh seal. Oh man, I love he plays I love Max von Sydow. You know what Judge my favorite you know what my favorite Max von Sydow role is? Huh. Because it's so out of left field. And this movie is a cult classic because it's so dumb. You ever seen Strange Brew? Oh no, yeah. I, was <laughs> about that. I thought you were gonna say Star Wars The Force Awakens. Actually, I was I'm actually very curious about his character. I want to know more. They bet that that's something that everyone complains about Last Jedi. Like, we didn't know Snoke was. I want to know who that dude is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm sure he's just some proprietor of the yeah. force history. But yep. like I really would like to know more about his character. Mm-hmm. I really do. I want to know. Is he related he to was, anybody? He used to be a guy? judge. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's him on the long walk on, uh, on the Jakku. Yeah. Funny funny enough, the fact that his name is Fargo, uh, the Cohen brothers were offered this movie very oh, early. Oh cute. And and they never took it. But it's unrelated. They hadn't yet made Fargo. Right, right. Um we have Diane Lane okay. in this movie. All right, hold on a second. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna have to be I'm gonna take off I'm, this is gonna sound awful. Okay. But I'm it's nineteen ninety five. Sure. And I'm thinking, you know, we're doing a movie with I'm gonna be here, here, here he is, guys. Sorry, you're gonna have to write explicit on this one, Ryan. Oh, no. Shitty 1995 producer guy, spiked hair, wraparound sunglasses, my cool suit. All right, we're doing a we're doing a Sylvester Stallone movie. We got to get someone real hot to be the girl. Who are we gonna get? Diane Lane, right? Well, so here's the deal. She's a she no she's a she's a very pretty woman. She's a babe, but she does not fit this role. Like what they're what they're trying to do here, which uh-huh. as I've seen a lot of '90s movies, <laughs> she does not fit the the the, the role of like ah, oh, there's the hot other cop. Like she's sm- like, why not just get Sandra Bullock? Because Sandra Bullock's too cute. Sandra Bullock's got that like oh, she's I a little guess. cute. Diane Lane's more imposing, but Diane she's Lane, tall. Diane Lane always struck me. She's here's the thing. I don't mean this in a, in a in a mean way because I think she's a great actress and I've seen her in a lot of things. I'm almost saying this movie's beneath Diane Lane. Oh, it absolutely like she's a higher is. quality yeah, no actress, and like I I don't see her fitting this role. She's a higher caliber actress than this movie. Yeah, I mean she is. You're right. She is, but but Max von Sydow is also in this movie. Yeah, I, that's also true. Yeah. So they they must. But have Max von Sydow has also been in Strange Brew, so true. it surprised me that yeah, he's in this they must have got paychecks. It's in a she movie must where a couple a guys call each other's hosers the whole time. Hey, you know what though? Like from from her perspective, like this is a movie surprisingly enough where even though there's only one lady character, at no point does she take off all her clothes no, or no, show no. or there's, jump around. There's in another lady character. There's I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Joanna right. Miles here. No, no, and there's uh, Joan Chen. 
Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, Joan Chen is in this movie oh, from Josie, Twin Peaks. Josie Packard. I knew and it. And she I was basically like, just like vamps around the set. Well, at just first like, she's like, "I'm not evil," and then she's like, "Now yes, I'm I am. evil." <laughs> it's like, what happened here? Literally, she's only in this movie so Diane Lane has a girl to fight at the end. Pretty much. Jeez. Oh um, my god. Uh, it's, it makes me upset because like how you know what. We just saw this is this we we're recording this the day that the pictures of Captain Marvel come out like they're showing like yeah. actual pictures from there. How far we've come, everybody! How it's, far we have come from and, this. And we do still have a long way. to And go. we have a long way to go, but how far we've come! Thank goodness. It's true. Uh, so besides that, there's a lot of that guy actors and a couple of people who were not famous at the time. Yes. Who are now much much more famous. Uh huh. Um, one of them is James Remar. Yes. Uh, he he shows up at the very beginning as a bad guy. Yes. Who is retired, mm-hmm. quote unquote, by the judge, uh, executed, and then Scott Wilson. Yep. He just plays. That's, uh, it's uh, Herschel from Walking from Walking Dead. Dead. He plays like this weird cannibal dad. Mm-hmm. Cannib- yeah, that's weird. Pa Angel. Uh huh. The cannibal. It's, it's kind of. Are a those weird... the only two you're gonna say? Um, there's one more. There's another one. Who oh, am I forgetting yeah. about? Ryan. Are you talking about the narrator, James? I'm talking about Liev Schreiber's in this movie. What? Is he? He's the kid who's like helping her program the pictures. That's Liev Schreiber. That's Liev Schreiber? Yes. No way. (laughs) Yes. Are you serious? Yes. I looked it up and it's Liev Schreiber. I can guarantee you. The one with the eyebrow thing? I'm 95% sure. I looked it up and I'm pretty sure that's him. Hold on. I don't Hold know, on. man. I'm pretty sure that's I don't right. Know. Let's let's check his. I'm What's go that to, character's name? I don't remember. Do you? Is it Lex? I don't know. Let's see. Let's make sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but it think, sure does look like. I him. really think you're wrong. 1995. No, you're right. It's not him. It sure does look like him, though, huh? Yeah, it does. I got tricked. I could see that. Uh, that's it. I got fooled. I was fooled. Good job, movie. Well. I mean, only your eyes fooled you. He looked a lot like Leo Shriver. <laughs> like a young. I was like, he can't be that young. And I looked up something on the internet. I should check IMDb. You should have. Oh, well. Always check IMDb. It's that's, all right. I'm I'm wrong. That's my. Uh, maybe that was. Or maybe I'm just pranking Ryan, everybody. Who knows? It's always that one. Anyway, that's all right. I've uh, been so wrong that's before. the cast. Um, <laughs> and but not yeah, Leo Shriver. It's. It's like a, a decently star-powered uh, cast. But uh, you know what it's going to be. Here's the problem with this movie. It's too There's typically, only one. It's too typically 90s. It's it's the it's a very 90s it movie. It is this I'm blaming this movie for the reason Demolition Man didn't do well. But this movie came out after Demolition Man. Like my problem is though is that Demolition Ian, Man's good. This is bad. This is like but more people probably went to see this. You know how I know this yeah, movie's bad, this Ryan? Demolition Man came out two years before this I know, movie. but you know how I know this movie's bad, Ryan? How do you know? You know how I knew this wasn't going to be because a good Because it has a fa- reputation for being terrible? No, no, no. You know how I knew this right from the onset? This wasn't going to be a good comic book adaptation. Let's hear it. Because you open the movie with stills from the comic to try to show everybody, hey, hey, everybody, hey, hey folks, it's the comic. Comics. Hey, yeah, that all was, you nerds in the That one was pretty is, weird. Here comes Judge Dredd, just like but you know But all the nerds him. were really into that, I'm sure. But I know, yeah, but it was, now looking at that, I'm like, oh, that's a bad sign. But I mean, and I know there's that like Marvel flip book thing they yeah, do. Yeah, this that's is what I was gonna say. This is different. This is so egregiously bad. Yeah, I. You know what though? Um, well, Ugh. let's let's talk about. It's like if they opened eighty. Like, here's the thing. Say what you will about eighty nine Batman, but at least the opening of that movie was pretty cool. It was pretty. Like cool. you're going through all these little like valleys. You're like, mm-hmm. what is this? And then they zoom out, and it's the bat symbol, and you're like, oh man, I'm in. Yeah. I'm ready. They know what's going on. Like, it doesn't have to try to sell you like, hey, guys, we know what we're doing. Wink. That, 
that one's almost like you you trust us, right? We're like it's like they're purposely trying to trick you. <laughs> it upsets me because it's almost like they're like, yeah, guys, no, we're we're fans. We got it. We get it. It's like we talked about Ready Player One. Yeah, it's like in that movie, he's like, I'm a nerd just like you. Like, I sure love these are those guys video games. games. <laughs> My favorite character is Super Mario. <laughs> he says it wrong too. That's how you know. Um. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's talk What's about the MacGuffin the... of this movie. All right, so MacGuffin. Uh, the MacGuffin of this movie, I think, is... But what is a MacGuffin, Ryan? Sure. Explain the, for all the people. Uh, it's a I did Alfred it last Hitchcock time. filmmaking we'll term. It's a, it's a, uh, we use it to describe the thing, the motivating thing that is uh, driving the movie. Every action movie theoretically has some sort of MacGuffin to get the stuff to happen. Uh, and, and this movie is no different. In my opinion, the MacGuffin of this movie, part of me wants to just say, the law but i but i think it's really judge dread okay i think judge dread is the MacGuffin of this movie because uh, dread just wants to yeah. be he just wants to be dread and then rico wants to get dread and then yeah ev- everybody else wants to have control over dread i would argue that i think the law is also but no, i think, not the, the I think you could actually say like law and order a lot of it is yeah a lot control. of it is control like it's it's a control based story because Oh god, I can't believe I'm gonna have to say this stupid plot. Go for it. Um <laughs> guys, this movie was bad. Oh, it's an hour and a half, and I felt every minute of it. Um, and I was so glad when it was over. I I have I will say a thing after you finish talking about it's control. Not, I, I I I will say that I think that the movie is about controlling people because very clearly their judge program isn't working or mm-hmm. it's not harsh enough or something. It's it's all it's that classic trope of like, well, the people aren't respecting us, so what we have to do now is be even more authoritarian. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I don't know, maybe we should maybe control the guns that are out there more, ease yeah. up a bit, be crack down on crime. You know, there are other options than just being uh, uber authoritarian and just murdering everybody. Mm-hmm. And he, so much so that there's a conspiracy to kill all the judges. Yeah, but I mean that's part and of the thing so they can replace them, so they can replace them with RoboCops, subservient robot judges. Well, clone, not robot, clone, clone judges, jo- clone judges. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the first half of this movie, the way the movie starts, it's got besides you know after the comic book thing and after the James Earl Jones very ponderous. Oh my god, narration. I forgot about that. I was like, oh god, I started laughing. I mean, wow, they got James Earl Jones. Did they? He's probably like. It was like one my, one day, money. one day of work. One, one day of work before he was done before lunch. He probably was. He probably didn't even probably didn't even he, take him an hour. No, he probably was in the studio for something else, and they're like, "Oh, we got this and this and this." He's like, "Let's just bust these out." Yeah. <laughs> so not even a full day of work on yeah. this film. Um, but he's like, just charge a day to each one of these people. <laughs> um, but the the movie, the beginning of the movie, the, the the work that it does to sort of set up the world yeah. and to set up the plot, I think is good. Uh, I think it's, I mean, yeah, Rob Schneider's annoying, but um, the the using him as a framing device of a guy who's coming back from prison, yeah. back into no, no, this I, I, again, this yeah. mega city and and going through that, and then the way they introduce the judges and the battle with James Remar and all that stuff, like. I was into it. I was like, "Hey, this is awesome." It gets this- bad when one moment happens. Well, I know, and so, and then it it keeps going, and and you get a little bit more information about Judge Dredd, and he deals with Judge Hershey, and you start to get a little bit of the intrigue and a little bit of what's going on, and it's still, it's still for the most part, it, it very much in the first half hour, maybe in the first forty five minutes, like I'm like, 
yeah, okay, this could be good. What's going to happen here? They've done a really good job setting the world up. How are they going to how are they going to move us forward? And then they just and then as soon as they are given the chance, they're like, all right, well, let's just let's just make a mess. Well, and here's a, here's my thing. What's your moment? You said that there was <coughs> oh, a moment. Oh, the moment is when he takes his helmet off. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, but when I mean, it really starts when he starts being quippy because you're like, Judge Dredd's not quippy. He's just he's. I mean, I understand. Look, look. For the time period, they needed to make Judge Dredd quippy. Now, do I think that's right? I mean, I don't think there's any difference, but as as good as him saying, you know, I thought uh, I knew you'd say that versus. Um, this is why Superman works alone. Like this is the same level yeah. of bad. Like it's, but it's even almost more offensive with, with judge dread because judge dread is one thing. Batman is multiple things. Judge dread is one thing. Yeah. And it starts off well. Like he gets off the bike. He's like t- total Uber BA. You're like, yeah, that's judge dread. All right. He's fully uncompromising. And then he takes that helmet off just yeah. because they wanted to show Stallone's face. Yeah, Stallone's got an expensive face. And not face. only that, but, yeah, and you know who's most expensive on his face? His fake contact lenses. Oh gosh, those are terrible. That was the clue that okay, the blue eyes mean something. Well, yeah, to me, I'm he like, because he's got blue eyes. He, he and Rico has. have the exact same I, blue contacts. And I on. noticed that. And my thought is, they're both Italian. My thought is, they they both, both have dark eyes. Why did they need to do that? It was it was pretty silly. It was. I think it was to give no, us the. I think, silly. It was stupid, Ryan. I, I think it, that's two hundred dollars. They probably could have paid the poor craft services people. Nah, they wouldn't have. <laughs> they wouldn't um, have. I, 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 I think it was supposed to also indicate some sort of level of artificiality yeah, about both I of guess, them. Yes, but like, yeah, I guess. But I mean, like the the fundamental plot well, of okay. Here we have an uncompromising, unstoppable murdered lawman. Yeah. Who who the law is he is a hundred percent the law and nothing else and then we have essentially his evil twin who is zero percent the law and a hundred percent lawless let's put them against each other like the bare bones of that I could see it working you want me to tell you my rewrite of this movie that would be way better sure so <clears throat> here's what you do you do all the things the same mm-hmm. until uh, up until the point where he gets found guilty right sure. So he gets found guilty. Great. You know what I want to see after that? This evil twin guy killed the warden of the prison. I want them to send him to this prison where all these people he's put away are, uh-huh. and I want them to go nuts on him. Like because, put, yeah, maybe the prison's already in riot. It's like putting Batman yeah. in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see all these people he's put away come after him, and I want to see him, just like in the other Dread movie we saw, work his way to the top. Yeah, fight to his way this out. Dude. And right when he gets in there... Right when he gets there, dude's gone, or he's like, "I'm back in Mega City, and I'm I'm and now." I'm, Judge Dredd, now has, Judge to, Dredd has to come has back to get his one ally or whoever that he's yeah. found there to get them back to Mega City. Yeah, there. sure. And maybe sure. Max von Sydow shows up the prison, and, or he could still die. He's I like, mean, "I'm going to help you out. You know, you shouldn't have been put here. It's it's wrong. I know you aren't innocent. And you can still have him be clones, and that be the reason why he got you know yeah. got, why you can still I mean, have that. The movie but you is don't base it on this. That's what it's missing. Instead of like, even the end of the movie would have been fine. I mean, and and here's the thing: when he's at when he's at the prison, you don't show the top of his face the entire time. And here's the thing: you can still have Rob Schneider tagging along, being goofy. Mm -hmm. It's still fine, but you don't show his face the entire time. You don't ever have him take his mask off. And then when, and even when he's going to prison, you only show like the lower half. 
I'm or, I'm not married to the to the I never am. show his face. I, I get am, it because I then get he picks why. up a helmet of one of the guards in yeah. prison and puts it on. I get why because it would be the same as as Batman running around get, putting his... a bandana on the top of his head. Yeah, because he because he doesn't have his cowl and yeah. he needs to Batman it. Up. I mean, that's it's fine I, for I like Batman that. to take the thing off, but it's like if yeah, it doesn't make any sense for him to like. That's his outfit. Is, the difference is Batman takes his mask off and he becomes Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Judge Dredd doesn't take his mask off because he is never not Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Right. That's I, I I get it. That's the argument yeah. for Judge Dredd doesn't take his mask but off. But like I would have He's never not Judge Dredd. I he has no mild-mannered alter ego. I would have much rather had a sequence that didn't involve these weird cannibals that are like, "Oh, these are the lawless people." It's like, I don't care about that. Although that one guy being that. like a weird cyborg is like, yeah, pretty terrible. Guess what? You could take that same dude and put him in jail. It's true. <laughs> it still would have worked. You could have had jail cannibals. And Why you could have had him like crash land like the prison and he, oh man, and that would have been great. And he got to the top of the prison. Rico's not there. And now he has to go back to Mega City. Yeah. He has to go back and reclaim his city. It would have been better than political intrigue. Then and, yeah, and garbage a, poli- and a political cu- a coup. And you still could have yeah. had him be like, "Look, there I could have w- been that could have happened in the background, but it didn't even be forefronted as the plot." Yeah, then well, that still could have happened too, and had that be like the big thing at the end, like a big fight between him and Rico in the city, like on top of a big building with mm-hmm. rain and stuff. Sure, or even the fact they're in the Statue of Liberty. It's just like, <laughs> and when he sees the when he sees the the the, the blind the Justice woman. Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just like this is garbage. This Blind, is hot garbage. Buxom justice. <sighs> you know how she is. It's in that movie. I mean, oh, man. but I would have much rather seen him having to fight his way through a prison. Like, isn't that the better? Like, you put this guy who's the ultimate lawman in the worst possible situation. Yeah, I mean, they don't do that here. I mean, and it, it, he doesn't even ever really get to the prison. No, not really. He doesn't. He's in the dead. That's the part that's wasted to me. Like, yeah. there should have been a sequence where he gets to the prison and has there's because to- there's a part where like there's clearly tension. In the yeah. the prison transport yeah. from all these guys that he's put there, yeah. and then it's immediately averted. And for those of you, I had this conversation about Dread. I was somebody with my roommate Matt. I was talking about this movie and how bad it is, and I was saying, "But the other Dread movie's great." He's like, "Well, the other Dread movie's just ripping off the raid." I'm like, mm. "Kind of, because it's yeah, him mean, running through a building." Sure, but it's also Judge Dread. Yeah, there's he, not really as many. He's not doing. He's not doing Indonesian martial arts. No, he's, he's just he's just he's murdering fools. Dredd. He's yeah. just murdering fools. You know, an interesting thing about the other Judge Dredd movie that when we watched it at the time, we didn't. I didn't know enough about what was happening in movies to know, but it was written by Alex Garland, uh-huh. who has since gone on to become something of a well-known powerhouse director. Hmm. Uh, and and the rumor he did, I think the arrival. Oh, and okay. He did um, Ex Machina. Okay. Right. Um, I don't know. Is that make the same sure guy? that's the right guy. Arrival is great, and so is Ex Machina. They're both good movies. Yes. They're both great movies. Yes. He he. Arrival was not what I expected it to be, and I cried in that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. He did not do Arrival. Okay. He, his first directed movie was Ex Machina. Which is also and great. And he directed Annihilation. Which I've not seen, but I hear is uh, And he's working on a TV show called Devs. Okay. Um, but he wrote, before that, Alex Garland wrote a whole bunch of movies like 28 Days Later, oh. Sunshine. Oh. Uh, he wrote Dread, but the, but the rumor, he also did write Ex Machina and Annihilation. But the, the story behind his screenplay of Dread is that the actual person who's credited as the director of Dread um, wasn't up to the task and that Alex Garland was there basically directing the movie. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have called it, called Dread his directing debut. It's, it's, it's pretty darn good. It, I mean, oh, no, I loved this, it. Yeah. Compared to this, it's, <laughs> compared to this, it's like well, and, and, a masterpiece, but even as superhero movies go, it's like, this is solid, like comic book movies go. 
I mean, Judge Dredd, a, Judge Dredd is kind of a superhero. Like, he, I would yeah. argue there might not even... When did the Judge Dredd comics start coming out? Uh, in the 80s, late 80s, okay. or the early 80s. I, I was going to say, is it pre-Terminator or post-Terminator? It's it's around the same time. Because I would argue there's there's some similarities there. It's definitely... I mean, a RoboCop absolutely owes itself. Yeah, it definitely Dredd. it definitely predates RoboCop. Yeah. Um, but, like, this movie is just... This 1977. Is, you know, Real Joe talk, Joe's this is just cookie cutter '90s action movie. Yeah, that's what people hate about it, it so much to me is because it's not it's not just some it, like if they just called it like police po- policeman yeah. police a future cop they called it future cop and it was about how mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone is a future cop in this future cop society and he's the best future cop and then they tell him no you betrayed the future cops yeah. and then the fu- there's another so evil it's future the, it's cop. the baggage associated with dread the fact that it's judge dread makes it really bad like it's it already a bad it, movie but it, it makes, makes it worse yeah that it's, it may, judge it's dread. like adding insult to injury yeah it's it's like if you were to call batman forever or batman like you know the, uh, batman forever is not batman anymore it's uh it's a uh, rat man now and yeah. rat man's got to fight. It's like, this is stupid, but at least it's not Batman. But like when you put that <laughs> name on, that name is a stamp of quality. That name is like it implies star Wars something. episode one guys, that name in imp- star Wars has a certain quality. What was it? What is it about terrible movies in the late nineties that really wanted to up the political intrigue as opposed to the action? And like, but yet those, those prequels made a ton of money. Yeah. Even after the first one, people, I, the only one I didn't see in theaters was Attack of the Clones. Cause I think I was kind of like, I'm over Star Wars. And this, that last one came out. I was like, well, I guess I better go see it. And the, I think the fr- most frustrating thing for me is the production design of this movie looks really good. <laughs> uh, the ABC warrior, the yeah. big robot guys. Yeah. Built, you know what? That was actually awesome. pretty great. Like I was like, that's a real thing. It's really they, there. They were originally going to have a guy in a suit and the director said, no, we got to have it look like a robot. But and, not even. But I and mean, then nowadays, all of the like, all of the cars, all yeah. the flying cars, and all the vehicles, the, the motorcycles, the way this movie looks—it's very is awesome. of its time period, it, and it it's looks, also very practical. It looks like effects. that dirty '90s future. Uh, it's it's the only thing. Um, it's the closest thing to the movie that we would get just a few years later, um, Fifth Element. Yeah. In terms of in terms yeah. of the production design, yeah. Yeah. this is like a, a dirtier, crappier Fifth Element. Yeah. And it, it looks so cool, and that's part of the reason for me it's really frustrating that the movie sucks so much. And and it also it also is one of those movies that definitely suffers from uh, second half, we ran out uh, of uh, ran out production of budget. Yeah, because it literally ends with a fist fight. It literally ends with a fist fight in like... A fake, crappy Statue of Liberty. Yeah, but I mean like it, it's and just... And with him throwing a guy off of a building. Yeah. It's you know it it ends with what is the bare minimum we can do to decorate this set, yeah. and it begins with these lush and gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, lush in a post-apocalyptic yes. trashed yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's such a bummer. It's bad. And Judge Dredd wouldn't kiss anybody. <laughs> He's married to one thing: the law. the law. Well, I mean, but I know you, right. I know you're gonna tell me Batman just got married, but come on, man. Even that, I did he? Know. Did he actually? Last I read, he it some they did something to avert it. Oh, did they? I don't know. I haven't been keeping up. Well, neither have I. Right. Um, <laughs> but even still, they, they do that stuff. Of course, I mean, of course, he's got to stay single because I mean, it's just like he's it, not. Well, I mean, he's already married. It's to, to justice. To justice. <laughs> but justice yeah. is is the the concept of justice, not not a woman named justice. Yeah, I yeah, not like uh, the original Thanos. Um, he was in love with death, literally a, a lady who was death. Yeah, but death already got married to somebody else. Um, 
this happened in recent years. You didn't know this? Oh no! In the Marvel universe, yeah. who did Lady Death? Who did Death marry? Lady Death is a different character. Not Lady Death. Oh, yeah. is it Lady Death who married this person? Because Lady Death is a whole other character. Are you talking about Lady Deathstrike? Not Deathstrike, no. right? No, I'm not. Hold on. Hold I don't know. Hold on. But the, keep looking. I'm going to check the, this out. The way this movie, the way this movie sort of does a decent amount of world building, looks really cool at first, and then immediately squanders all of that and just and just goes nuts afterwards, and literally goes nuts. The um, it, it's not his fault, but Armand Asante really just sort of destroys any sort of sense of credibility or anything interesting happening in this movie by being so ridiculous and over the top, but with no motivation. It's like, no, you know, my goal isn't his, his goal isn't necessarily to get rid of the judge program or necessarily even to get rid of judge dread or to do anything. It's he vaguely did something bad and was put in prison, but not killed. And he wants to just generally have revenge just on everything and everybody. And sure. I mean, you can make a character that's like just a total psychopath, but there's nothing compelling about it. There's no reason that we should, as the audience feel like, Oh, well this villain, you know, he, I, I get why he's doing this, but it's still wrong. That doesn't happen. It's just like, Oh, this guy's nuts. He's just a, you know, he's a nineties bad guy. He's like, why are you bad? Cause I'm crazy. I thought, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Why? I thought that, I guess, well, I guess according to the Marvel wiki, a lady death and death are the same thing. So oh, are they? One, yeah. I thought that lady death married Deadpool <laughs> for a while back. Oh, I'm sure that that happened for a minute. And yeah. Well, it looks like there's somebody named Shakala who's like a demon who also then now is with Dracula. I don't who knows? I guess she divorced Deadpool. Comic super, book canon is not a real thing that yeah, anybody ever has well, to not actually when worry it, about. When it comes to relationships like that, no. 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 Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't know. Superman will be kissing Wonder Woman, and then next week he'll be kissing Lois Lane. Yeah, well, that's two different Superman. Yeah, and different, sure. And different okay. continuities. Yes, sure. All right. So Judge Dredd. <laughs> um, well, so, okay, let's talk about There are some action sequences though In this movie Yeah, let's, let's, sure let's, let's address them uh, The first one's got a lot of shooting the, op- the opening one is the most Judge Dredd I would argue Yeah, where he just It's it's really the only one Where he does really cool shooting stuff With yep. his cool gun mm-hmm. Where he's like two rounds yep. Grenade launcher All yeah. that stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's very out of the Judge Dredd comic And it's pretty cool And then we don't really get like, We get that little mini action sequence Murder sequence also. I wouldn't even say action sequence I'll say murder sequence In, in the in the prison Where sure. the robots where, where the robot guns Turn on the warden Yeah after he stabs him in the um, neck And then we get the or murder sequence the Where Rico's dressed up as Judge Dredd And murders people Yep And then we get the sequence And then we get him Get banished Out of the Out of, out of the, into the prison And, and the, then They, they fight the cannibal family crash. There's the cannibal family fight Where he sure. fights the robot guy um, and then he gets back and fights. Uh, he kind of does his whole thing through the the hall, the, the whatever the hall. What do they call it? It's the Hall of Judges, the judge, something like that. The hall of Justice, something like it's that. It's not the Hall of Justice. Justice. It's like the judges, Judgeland, whatever, whatever it is. Court, court. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then he punches then he punches Rico off a building. That's yep. it. It's like eight action sequences. There's not even movie. really a car chase. Not even eight. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no yeah, there's, yeah, there the is, there's the chase. flying motorcycle chase. That was pretty good. It was dumb. It very, it's very 90s. Like the green screen on there. Oh, man. It just it's t- terrible. It's the one thing I will say about that is it was, I was nostalgic for that look because it took me back to another time when that's what flying action, flying car action sequences look Get like. That, turn that fan on. Well, not only that, but like you could totally tell the background from the foreground. Like it doesn't, oh, yeah. like it didn't look like CG blend. Like looking at that and then looking at like, 
Here's the thing. Looking at that you, and then looking, looking at, at the early 2000s CG, if you were to put a gun to my head and said, which one do you prefer? I'm like, I'd prefer the old one. <laughs> I don't know, though. Like, looking at that and then thinking about the car chase in, like, Star Wars Episode Two, the flying around chase, like, it must have been, like, wow, look, that it's everything's moving. Well, but here's the difference. Yeah. The back, I feel like one was a practical effect background that they yeah. just blue screened in front of, and the other one was all Everything the background CG, except yeah. for the car. So it's different. Well, even the car is CG in those movies. Uh, in, is it? In episode I two. thought they actually built like a car. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right, but they CG the windows and <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, sure. They yeah, went, why not? They went all out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. Well, but like action sequence wise, uh, yeah, the first it's fine, but it's not great. The action it. sequences and uh, yeah, it's it. Watch the first half hour of this movie. And then turn it Don't off. even just watch Dread. Yeah. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Yeah. Watch Dread. If Dread, here's the thing. I know there's been a lot of people trying to petition Dread for like a, another movie, like a sequel. Don't think that's gonna happen. You know what you should do? Make it into a TV show. I would watch. I would watch a Judge. Right. I would watch a Judge Dread TV show with Carl Urban every week, or whatever it is. Netflix it. Yeah. I would watch the heck out of that. That would be pretty fun. Just come on. Every, Especially like, if they have Judge Anderson and then with they her can, and then they can put, latent psychic ability. Yeah, they put more of the judges judge in there. Dre- judge Death in there. Look, yeah. well, that movie hinted at a, at the world being there. Yep. You know? And then you can put all sorts. You can do all different plot lines. You can do mm-hmm. all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, make it I'd a do it. sci-fi police procedural. Sure. I'd be into it. Do it. But he's just murdering fools. Sure. Yeah. Well, he's judge, <laughs> jury, and executioner. Yeah, of course he is. Um. So Ryan, judge, of, Judy, and executioner. So wait, did you watch this with with your wife? I did watch it with my wife. Alone. Yeah. Does she have any defense for this movie? No, no. She she's like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> she she her her the thing that she thought was the funniest. Was how skinny his legs are. Yeah, it's uh, very because true. he's wearing this. This his costume is, and it says it in the credits in big bold letters: Judge Dredd's costume designed by Gianni Versace. <laughs> uh, oh, we almost forgot. Speaking of production design, we got to talk too, also about the soundtrack. We will, we will. Movie. But but his costume is basically like tight black lycra with shoulder pads and a cod piece, essentially. Um, but I mean, his legs are spindly like that is a, he, he skipped a lot of leg days. Oh, he sure did. And it, it, it is, he just looks like a twig with buff arms. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Oh my God. There's a cure song, a cure song written for Ryan, this movie. Right. The dread Red song. Well, first of all, okay, let's talk to Robert. Robert, get over hey, here right Robert now. Robert Smith was probably a big fan of Judge Dredd and I was really like, I really like Judge Dredd. And and oh! they were like, "Hey, you want to make a movie for this? <laughs> want to make a song for this movie?" He's all, "Yes, sure." I mean, he, I mean, he. Well, tell me you wouldn't. Here's here's the reason they probably did it too. You ready? Do you know the song? Though there was one song that was a pop song for Batman Returns. Do you know what that? Who did that one? Uh, Batman Returns was that the U two one? Mm-mm, nope. No, that, that was, was for the. Thir- that was for no. That was for um for a Batman Robin. <sighs> that was uh what was that? Hold me through me, me kiss, kiss me, me kill me, me. yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the pop era of U2. Yep. Uh, no, <laughs> the pop era of U2? You mean most of U2? No, no, I mean the album Pop, oh, pop. by U2. Okay, got it. Uh, that's where he went by No, Mac Susie Fisto. and the Banshees. Oh, that's right. So they're probably Susie like, oh, yeah, that was dark. Well, what's what's another else? band that's like Susie and the Banshees? In New Order, it's probably like, no, it's okay. We're good. No, we're done. Thank you. <laughs> Um, not only that, there's a Rob Zombie song. There's a Rob, the white zombie song. Again. Oh, that's right. But the it's one that really song. threw me for a loop. There's a Cocteau twin song on this yep. al- on this album. Yeah. What? <laughs> hey man. Making money's Chris, good. No. 
I'd tell my dad, hey, dad. My dad loves the Cocteau Twins. That's that's my dad's, <laughs> one of my dad's favorite bands, believe it or not. You would oh, think he's an old man. man. You'd be like, what's your favorite band, old man? And he's like, ah, like he really does like Queen a lot, but he's like, if I really put a gun to his head, so what's your favorite one? You only get one. He's like, I love Cocteau Twins. I love. I love and then that. the rest of the soundtrack is Alan Silvestri. <laughs> and the the. <laughs> and the the, yeah. Now, you know what's really interesting? As I was reading the, the, um, the IMDb trivia about this movie, and originally there was another, it seems like. Reading the trivia, it tells a story of the fact that no, this is the wrong Judge Dredd. Uh, it tells the story of the fact that the actual the people involved with this movie were actively working against each other. It seems like it uh, because the original composer was somebody else, and the producers fired him and hired Silvestri because that composer was too close with the director. Let's let's go home, Ryan. Let's go home. It's just oh man. <sighs> but the cure that made me laugh. And I heard it too in the credits sort of. Oh like, yeah, what? yeah. No, there's like, no. Yeah, doubt. when I think Judge Dredd, this what and of course just like any other any other nineties movie, it has to end with like a soft R and B ballad as the oh, yeah. God, man. When I hear those, like at the end of any movie credits, it just takes me right back to nineteen ninety four or ninety six. Like so, just Sitting in a movie theater as a little kid and you're just so excited to be at the movies and the movie's over and you're sad, but your parents don't want to get up because all the other people are leaving and they want to wait. And so you have to sit through these like R&B like versions of Disney songs like like those. And, you know, it too, like in Kiss from a Rose is is like the high quality version of this. But, you know, movies that you'd sit through and they have that like kind of R&B there's probably a saxophone some yep. smooth jazzy R&B yeah, yeah it's very 90s oh man it's 90s. so nice and just you know what I'll be honest with you I love it it takes me right I love it because I love it not because I think it's good music or because I think it's great it just it's like a moment in time it's like mm. I'm transported like I'm in the DeLorean and bam I'm so if back you ever there. make a if you ever make a movie the second credit song is going to be a, oh. a saxophony R&B ballad. No, because it, no, because I can never capture it because the theaters are too nice now. I'm talking about like you're in. <laughs> yeah, it's the floor's got to be sticky. Like I love like even going to the old like Can't I, be I love stadium going to the, seating. Like no, I got I love going to the art house theaters where it's all flat and it's just like a, a slow decline yeah. down and like that's the movie. That's just that's 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 for me will always be the, like I love modern day theaters and I think there's a, a place for them, but like that to me is the movies and as a kid like that's what the movie like I'm sure people from like the like the, from the 40s and the 30s they're like this is what a movie is it's this 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 for me it's that bad 90s floor is sticky maybe you got popcorn if you were lucky and an art 90s R&B song is playing while stark white credits maybe yellow but yeah. mostly stark white credits go up the screen. Just it takes me back. <laughs> it feels like childhood. Oh man! So speaking of feeling like childhood, <laughs> uh, what what do now you want to rate not, this movie? Now going back to harsh adulthood, let's rate this movie. <laughs> uh, three. Really? That yeah. bad? Uh four. All four. Right. Four what's though? Yeah. There's so many. Four seconds out of the thirty-second countdown, Rob Snyder almost had before he got lit on fire. <laughs> which I wish would have happened. And I like to imagine that pile of ash they fell into was humans. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Cause it's, it's mega city one. Why not? Why not? I mean, at least some of it, it's bad though. You guys like it's, 
it made me almost not want to watch the other Dread movie again. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because <laughs> I'm other, just like... I think it, I think now this, I understand when I tell people, watch Dread, and they're like, oh, I like that other... And I'm like, no, this was good. Trust me. This movie probably made it even harder for that Dread movie to get made. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, but it's it's good, and it's... It that one's good. This one's terrible. Well. Uh, I'll give it I'll give it a little higher because I did really enjoy how it looked in the first half hour of this movie. I was tricked into thinking it could be good, even though I knew because I'd seen it before that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll give it a five. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a five. Um, five weird little metal cases that turn into one shot guns. Oh, God. Out of a possible ten. Uh, I would go ahead and say that this movie is not a blockbuster. No, do not watch it. This movie is lackluster. Don't, yeah. Don't watch it. Don't waste it's your time. It's bad, guys. It's bad. It's the last... I don't remember the Expendables. It's probably going to be bad, but it's probably going to be bad good. Expendables this is was, just bad. bad. No, nah, I don't know. It's well, got Terry Crews Okay, in. that's the last movie we were watching. <laughs> it does have Terry Crews in it. Um, but yeah, I would, would not recommend watching Judge Dredd. Um, right, so, so now for back at the ranch, uh, now that we're done with Judge Dredd. Um, I watched a movie. Well, I watched two movies. One right. I had seen many times before, but I just got this. Every once in a while, I get a wild hair to just be like, you know what? I'm going to watch... I watched a movie I haven't seen in a long time. It's real good. It's like an acclaimed movie. I think I enjoyed it now more than I ever have. Uh-huh. Uh, I rewatched Goodfellas. Oh, yeah? Super good. It's great. That movie's awesome. Fellas. That movie's very, very good. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Goodfellas it's is great. It's well known for being very, very oh, good. Oh, man. And I watched it too purposely this time, too. I watched it like from a film perspective. Like, being right. like, like, okay, I want to watch Scorsese direct. And yeah. he, like, boy, man. Scorsese is that movie and is a director. And music, like, the way, it's, the, the way the music fits in there, it's just it's so well done. It's clearly just directed to music. Like, oh, man, it's so good. The sequence with um, the crystal, dude, that, the crystal song, the then he kissed me part, and oh, he's yeah. walking through, like, the kitchen, and just that steady cam shot's great. Uh, the entire part where the where the the Derek and the Dominoes, the end of Layla's playing, and all mm-hmm. the dead mobster bodies are coming out. Oh yeah. Oh man, that movie's so good. And Joe Pesci's great. Robert De Niro's great. That movie's just really well done. And it it, 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 it you can totally tell it comes from like a real place because all of that was like, well, one man's account of what happened. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's good. I recommend if you haven't seen it, see it. And if you have, if you haven't seen it in a long time, revisit it. It's actually pretty darn good. Holds nice. up. Nice. The other movie I watched that was newer, that uh-huh. is not an action movie, but did have an explosion in it. Ooh. Uh, I watched Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Frances McDormand in there is great. She's she always does. Yeah, but she's like, like you know how in. You know how in Fargo she was like kind of quirky and charming. Mm. This is like she's quirky and awful, okay. but you understand where she's coming from. Gotcha. What like, is? So I haven't seen it, and sure. I've basically avoided stuff about it it's because not as what is. Give me like a like a one not, sentence plot. Uh, this woman's daughter is murdered in uh-huh. a small town in Missouri. Uh, the police have made no progress on it in seven months. So she pulls. She she buys. She takes money and buys three billboards outside of the town that basically call out the police department. Uh, all right, it's all a right. really good ensemble piece, a lot of mm-hmm. character development, but it is very heavy. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell is great in it. That's Woody Harrelson is great. Like the cast is really good, um, but it is a pretty heavy movie, um, but not in the sense like, I don't feel like it's like Birdman where it's like, uh, like, you, like we talked about like up its own butt. It's not like that. It yeah. seems like a very real story about real about people being unsatisfied with the law mm-hmm. and not take, not taking it in their own hands, but being like, you should do this. This is your job. Like at one point, Woody Harrelson, I'll spoil a little for you. Spoilers. Woody Harrelson's like, look, like, like this is Francis McDormand's character in a nutshell. 
she's talking about like like it's like you know we've we've it's been seven months we haven't found anything no prints no nothing we couldn't find any evidence oh yeah her daughter was sorry guys it's gonna be heavy her daughter was was raped while dying and mm. then they lit her body on fire jeez yeah it's rough um so uh they so at one point he's like like look like we haven't found anything he's like well like you know it's been seven months you haven't made any arrest or done anything you've done any investigation and he tries to appeal to her being like look we're human like I'm human he's like. He's, he's telling the truth. He's like, I'm dying of cancer. So and he's like, well, better get to work uh, hard now before you croak. Like that's, Sheesh. that's her attitude. You're like, Ooh, right. but you're kind of like, uh, but you're, you're mean, but I like you. And I understand. And like when they show scenes of like what had happened between her and her daughter before, mm-hmm. before it happened. And it's like, Oh, I understand. She feels a lot of guilt. You can, well, tell. I got you. but it's, 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 it's good character piece. I, I would recommend it. it's on HBO. Anybody has HBO Go or HBO Now, it's on there. It's pretty good. But it's not like a, man, I'm feeling great after watching this movie. I know movies that are Ryan movies, and I know movies that are not Ryan movies. This isn't a Ryan movie, but it's not pretentious. It's just like a really like, huh, okay. I like good thought-provoking movies. I just don't have much time to watch them. Yeah, I know. It's not one that you're going to be like, well, let's. that was fun. Let's go to bed. Like It's going to be like a, whew, all right. All right, well. But yeah, Sam Rockwell's great in that movie. I, I, I love like Sam Rockwell. I think he's incredibly underrated, and I think this is a good, a different role for him to play. Mm. Um, but he's good. Yeah, the whole movie's good. I really nice. enjoyed it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies I watched. Um, I rewatched Bill and Ted after a long time. <laughs> nice. Really enjoyed that still. Fun. Uh, they just <laughs> released all the all the stuff about Captain Marvel. She looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't man. wait for that I'm ready movie. For that. It's going to have the Kree and the scrolls and... Uh, they got all. They got. I guess Ronan's not a bad guy in this one yet. Yeah, right. They got Ronan and, and Corvath, the Destroyer, is yep. there, and mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna youngified be, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that looks weird. It's it gonna. Does. It's gonna be a whole thing. I guess there was some leaks too. Speaking of Marvel movies, that I guess uh, Colby Smulders and Samuel L. Jackson were on the set of the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. So I guess. Speaking of which, that new Spider-Man game's coming out. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm ready, boy. I'm ready. It's funny. Our 10K, who probably is listening to this, I was on PlayStation last night because I was saying like, oh, that's it. I downloaded early, but I'm not sure. And he's like, wow, rare appearance of Ian on PlayStation. I'm like, I'm going to be here a lot in the next couple weeks. You just watch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I, I'm excited for that. I heard a weird, totally unsubstantiated rumor that Taika Waititi had a recent emergency meeting with Marvel. Mm. Um Right after they announced that they weren't going to have James Gunn back, I would accept Taika Waititi directing Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, same. I would, I would accept that. I'm not stoked about it, but I would accept it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't try to get political on our show. It's almost over, but yeah, and then I can get as political as I want. <laughs> we can get on our soapbox. All right, but um, uh, yeah, so we so, so yeah. one episode left of Super Action Guys, Bros Classic. <sighs> Super Action Bros only one regret i have with this month and ryan it was that we didn't watch every mission Impossible. no i movie. told you the movie i wish we would have watched and i and and if there if things happen in the future there's one still a movie i want you to to make this person watch i know which one is it i don't remember but <laughs> i'd ask you i'm gonna bring it don't don't tell him all right i'm gonna bring it i'll tell you now okay i'm surprised we didn't watch for this stop oh my that's right you're gonna tell me this will shoot yeah one day. Oh, one day. But that's not the movie we're watching. No. What terrible Sylvester Stallone movie are we watching? Well, now? we're gonna watch the one that was a big hit and pure machismo. We're gonna go on the out on this podcast like we like we came into it. Pure machismo <laughs> from 
the the early two the early to mid two thousands. Guys, strap in. We're putting them all, all the guys together. All the all the guys that you want in one movie, they're there. All of them. All of them. Every single one. Guys, we're watching The Expendables. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember the watching. The first one, Expendables. You know what? Here's the thing. And I think this is appropriate to watch it because it's one of the movies when you and I started watching movies with our, with our friend Siraj, he was like adamant that we watched this movie. Oh, I do remember that. And I remember watching it with you and being like, what's with an action movie? movie? Yeah. I was like, it's a dumb action sucked. movie. I was kind of like, it's a dumb action movie. It's fine. But like it's uh, uh, foundationally one half of this movie podcast started with Hot Fuzz, which is like the oh, yep. action movies could be great. And then there's the other half, which you're like, man, action movies are normal. And we've, <laughs> we've avoided it for so long. But and so time. now we're going to do it. It's time. The Expendables. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, and join us next time for our final episode. God, I never thought I'd say that of Super Action Bros where we watch The Expendables. And remember, whether it's Blockbuster or Lackluster, we're, we're the Super, Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.